Sports Club. We got a different show today because I've got Eric in place of Jeff and Matt. Eric, how's it going? It's going great, Rich. How are you? Good. Eric is a, a friend of mine. Uh, we used to work together. We were both uh, degenerate gamblers, and uh, we like to talk about uh, sports and uh, our bets and gambling and all of that. So, hey, we had a uh, an NFL trade today, which Big one. Big again one. impacts the AFC. Um, not as much as the I think the other ones. I think they just, you know, I think I think Miami now has to figure out how to use Tyreek Hill. Well, they got to find a quarterback who can get on the ball. Uh, you know, more than five yards because two, two, if two has proven anything, he's very adept at five yard passes. So I guess it's good that the Dolphins have Tyreek because he can take that five yard pass and go all the way down the field with it, possibly. Right, right, right. He, um, now you've got two, four, two guys that, uh, are, are on the Dolphins. Um, and they just have to, you know, they can, they, they can hit them with the drag roots. They can hit them, you know, on these, you know, just bubble screens and things like that. But you're right. They don't, you know, Tua can't push the ball down the field, like, uh, like Mahomes can, or, you know, kind of anybody else, but, um, it'll be interesting. It's, you know, it's kind of on the coaching staff to, to try to make it work for him now. Well, and, and here's, here's the dilemma as I see it for Miami. I, this is a huge move from Miami and God bless them. They're in the division. So they're bringing Tyreek Hill in the division. Great. Let's see if they can get, you know, more than 20 total points against us as they did last year. Buffalo. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I live in Buffalo. So just warning to everybody, I'm going to be obnoxious about that for the, <laughs> the course of this program. But here's the dilemma for Miami. So Miami now has, you know, Burner one, uh, Hill on one side. Burner two, Waddle on the other side. If Tua doesn't turn out to be the franchise quarterback, and they're putting a lot of stock that he can be, but if he doesn't turn out to be, Miami's cupboard is bare for either dealing for or trying to try trade picks to get that franchise quarterback. They're stuck. So, yeah, they um, they have kind of, you know, gone all in, you know, on two and say, here's all your weapons. I don't really know what they've done on defense. Um, I frankly, you know, they couldn't stop Buffalo last year, and I haven't seen them do anything on defense that's going to you know, lead me to believe they can stop Buffalo this year. Well, they, so. uh, you know, on, on offense, now I'm not entirely sure what their running back situation is. I think they they got Chase Edmonds. Did they? Okay, yeah. so that's, it's serviceable. It's, right, you know, I mean, he's they, not going to... He's not going to blow the top off. I mean, they're going to have to have some semblance of a running game because then teams are just going to key up on on their wideouts uh, mm -hmm. and, and and all that. But um, no, they they had one. Uh, they they had a recent uh, defensive signing. I thought I thought that was yesterday. Um, they brought in uh, somebody who had been rumored. I'm forgetting the name, but uh, no. So yeah, their their defense really needs to keep up with what they've done on offense because they're much improved on offense. But you're thinking uh, of Zadarius Smith to my Vikings? No, no, no. Well, that that was a huge thing yesterday. Congratulations on that. that well, we'll see what happens. Up, you know, up I've, I've been excited in the pre, you know in the off season before just to watch things just not pan out. So Well, well, you still got Kirk Cousins, so you should <laughs> yeah. temper you should temper your enthusiasm accordingly. So, I'm looking at the uh, and there's a huge slate of hockey tonight. And um 
Sabres uh, are at home against the Penguins, and the Sabres are one of those teams where, you know, they were – it was easy to bet against them earlier in the year. But now, you know, they're – they're They won they're three legit. out of four. They're yeah, on they're, fire. They're a legit team now, and in fact, I would say that they're, you know, since um, – I guess the really not the trade deadline, but since I don't know the last you know three four weeks, they've been a uh, over five hundred hockey team. They've stabilized, and I think that's very important. You know, the coach knows that he's there. The you know the uh, a few of the players know that they're going to be there. They want to come back, and the guy Tuck is amazing, mm-hmm. and he's he's a Western New York native, so this is really a bullseye for him to be on on this team and lead us out of the graveyard of mediocrity that we've had to witness over the last, you know, decade and a half. Well, such an upgrade in, in just locker room attitude, you know, versus Eichel when he was here. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to badmouth Eichel. He, he was drafted high, a lot of expectations. They should have never made him captain, made that guy captain. Can you believe that? Made him a captain. Yeah, a captain. <laughs> Let's go figure. <laughs> but we'll uh, that run reference. I think I think it was an unfortunate, uh, you know, situation. Didn't work out for him. He had a difference of opinion on his neck with the team doctors and blah blah blah. He's out, and now he's driving Vegas into the ground. So good, <laughs> good for them. Good for them. Good for, for them. Yeah, nice move. Them. That was a nice trade. Done, done good. You done good. So anyway, Buffalo uh, is plus one ninety five against the Penguins tonight at home, and I, and I got them. I think I I'm going to. I think I'm going to take the Sabers. I think I'm also going to take. Um, you know, there's some nice underdog bets here. Uh, the Devils against the Leafs. Devils are plus two forty. That's that's, kind of, yeah, that's that, a lot that, of value. That's that's a tricky thing. So my only success in betting thus far this year has been on NHL, and it's been on favorites on the money line. The one big win that I had <clears throat> so far, which was that nine. Uh, pick parlay that that uh, won me over a grand. Mm-hmm. That was that was nine favorites on the money line that I picked. I managed to avoid the tenth favorite who lost that night, which was Montreal. So mm-hmm. I got I got lucky. But so far, my success has really been in NHL in money line favorites, picking favorites. So yeah, mine has two. You know, my strategy had been I pick three core favorites th- or three core games, money line favorites. That I really like. They're my anchor games. Then I pick another game, and I actually put two parlays in because I take the other game, the variable game, and I take either side of it. Then I pick the latest game possible as a hedge. And what I mean is if I get all those other four right, what I'll do is then I'll put money down on the underdog in the in the late game and essentially lock in as much as I want. Right, right. You had had, so, your bet, had your bet done, but there's only four games. To <clears throat> yeah, so, so so for example, so your nine I'm game parlay is not going to happen. I'm ta- I'm taking three favorites. I'm taking the Leafs, the Avalanche, and the Ducks, and I'm taking the Sabers as my one upset. I'm not parlaying any of these tonight. I'm just going to go Sabers. I'm going to go Devils, and that's it. Yeah, that's that's probably the smart way to go. That that's because the Avalanche are going to kill the Canucks. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, the Sabres beat them in Vancouver. That, right. That's really a mark against your – you must be doing something really wrong when Sabres are on a West Coast trip and they're beating you at home. Right. They're – you know, they're Vancouver's not very good. No. And um, no. Anaheim, Chicago, you never know. You never know with either of those teams. 
No, no. Chicago, all I know about Chicago is that their owner is, is a complete uh, tool. So, Well, they just traded Marc-Andre Fleury, too. So, Oh, that's right. To the Leafs? or where did No, to Minnesota. Oh, that's right. The Leafs are putting in that guy from the Olympics tonight, I think. Yeah. That's why that's why the Devils have a chance. So yeah, I love the Devils plus two forty. Yeah. You know, against uh, you know, essentially a, a guy making his first start. Yeah, basically. So yeah. So all right. Yeah. And then, you know, do you do you bet on any golf? I did put down a bet on Joaquin ne Neiman, and mm -hmm. I think he was going off at plus three thousand. So I put I put a bet down on him to win. Well, this is an interesting week because it's a match play tournament this week right so it's kind of you have brackets and then the, you you so what i need to do is find out you know i want to bet on this but what i need to do is look at the brackets i got to figure out how, what the starting brackets are because what i don't want to do is take a bunch of guys from the same bracket right exactly <laughs> you know and then, and then you squander you squander right, it you all get by to Sunday and like, damn it yeah yeah, yeah. I don't I'm, know looking, I'm looking for a I'm looking for a value pick. You know, I'm not going to go Hovland. I'm not going to go uh, Scheffler. You know, I'm looking for a mid range value pick. Justin Thomas is plus five thousand in this. I don't know why, but oh, and this is hey, look, look who's on the board here for the first time this year. It's Bryson DeChambeau at oh, plus he's, four thousand. He's, uh, he's back, huh? Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows? Indeed, he could yeah. be. He could be dangerous in a match play situation if he's playing, you know, if he's healthy. So I wish I wish there was a prop bet that uh, Mickelson will actually come back and play the Masters. I wish there was some action on that because I believe that's that's what's going to happen. Well, it's interesting because the Masters controls its own tournament. His his beef was with the PGA Tour, right? Which doesn't control the Masters. The Masters control their own tournament. The USGA controls the US Open. Yeah. Um, and Royal and Ancient controls the British Open. The only major that the PGA Tour, the PGA of America controls is the PGA itself. Right. So um, it'll be interesting. Uh, anyway, um, I am not a, uh, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, an expert on the NBA. I'm not even good on the NBA, but uh, we have a guy for that. Um, and he's kind of weighed in on, uh, let's see what he was, he weighed in this or last night said he wasn't going to be able to, uh, to make it today. So, uh, he's going to take Youngstown state in the over in, in the same game for his picks. Um, he would take the, the money line on the one big spread in the NBA, but that's it. So I don't even know which one that is. I haven't looked it up, but I don't, you know, frankly, I, um, I'm not going to yeah. look at the NBA today. It's my 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 ticket hockey so, today for me. My my ticket so far this year would demonstrate that I know nothing about the <laughs> NBA. Where I have found some successes in single game parlays because that that allows you to hone in on one game. You can look at it from a statistical ana analysis. And uh, he does that a lot. Yeah, our guy, and, you know, and our you guy pick, Matt you, does that a lot. He does SGPs on NBA games all the time. You I just don't know up, any you can pick up, players. You can pick up easy wins, though. Even if you know nothing about either team, all it takes for you to do is just you know pull up any you know single game parlay yeah. analysis site, and they'll run. They'll have the stats in front of you. What are their splits, home and away, favorite or underdog, and then it gives you the season averages for the players. You take the most notable players, the players that you know the team is relying on to come through, and most often, more often than not, 
those players are going to go over whatever their points, rebounds, assists, yeah. uh, numbers are. So I've, right. I've had sporadic success with those single-game parlays. Didn't have one last night because I had the Knicks, uh, whoever it was, whoever the Knicks were playing, Knicks Jazz or something like that, and I had like three bets on Julius Randle to go over his points, over his rebounds, over his assists. And I, I placed that bet at like 9 in the morning. I'm, I'm driving around in the afternoon yesterday, and the pregame for the Knicks game comes on, and they go, well, we don't know what the Knicks are going to do without Julius Randle. I'm like, what? Without they should have refunded your, your your bet. Oh, no, no, no. Here's the beauty of DraftKings Sportsbook. They canceled the bet, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. got my money back. So right. that, you certainly would have had that in Vegas. You go up to the window, and they go, well, tough luck, man. You made the bet. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, and there is actually quite a, a, a lot of NBA games today. Um, what's the big spread? The Mavericks over the Rockets. That's the only, oh, no, and the Heat are 10-point favorites over the Warriors. The problem, you know, the, one of the things about the SGPs, though, in the NBA is if it's a lopsided game, these games get out of hand, and then they just put all their starters on the bench. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, they that's lose the minutes, risk. and then you're they're never going to hit those numbers. That's you got to get a decent take. matchup. So, well, yeah, you want a decent matchup. You want a prominent matchup, you know, a matchup that is going to be uh, impacting playoff position. Um, yeah, so you don't have that situation where starters get pulled and and all and all of that happens. But right, uh, right. you know, the other problem with me and the NBA is that I'm stuck in time. I, I look at like a, a, a Rockets bet, and I'm like, oh, Houston has got to be good, right? And then I look at the <laughs> yeah, record. You got Olajuwon and Sampson. I look at their record. Oh, good <laughs> lord! And then you know, I, I look at the Spurs, and they're like under big heavy underdogs or something. And I go, yeah, isn't the coach Greg still there? He can't get out on the floor though, and right. rebound and score. So, yeah, I'm. I would have to follow it way as much as I follow hockey, and uh, in order to be dangerous with the NBA, and I just don't. So, yeah, I, I look for cheap ways to pick up easy, you know, quick money, mm -hmm. single game parlay where it's a competitive game and I can, you know, uh, really go. Oh, I, I pick a number for the over for a player <clears throat> that I know that guy's going to hit me who knows nothing about that player, but I know he's going to hit that. Oh, you know what? I just looked at at my ESPN app and the uh, the PGA uh, match play. It, it's it's already started. Some of these are. Uh, who did you have? Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin Neiman. Yeah. See if he's played already here because some of these are in. The I was actually going to take Zalatoris on a flyer, and he went five and four against Tringali. So already he's done. He's in. Um. Joaquin Neiman lost to Maverick McNeely eight and six. <laughs> Man, that's a pummeling when you lose eight and six. Now, I don't even know how you do that? Now he's not like out, out, is he? Yeah, I mean, this is match play. This is kind of like the well, bracket setup. So this is funny because I just I just pulled up my my DraftKings account and I'm going I'm going to my uh you know my open bets. My bet's still there, and I can still cash it out for for a fraction of what I put down. Of course, try to do but... that, and they'll say, "Oh no, you can't do that." Oh, awaiting approval. Oh no, yeah. it it gave me the successful cash out. Oh my god, <laughs> they must hilarious. not they must not be up on the news. That's that would shock me. 
Well, that's 75 cents in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I can go. Now I can Put go it to, down and uh, now I can go to the movie. I can go to the Aces. I can go to the Aces exactly. <laughs> oh, Hot so damn, I think Anita! Hot damn! That's just great, Anita. Um, all of these movie quotes are, are might be lost on uh, on the listeners, but you know what? That's too bad. You need a you need a cultured uh, uh, eye and ear to capture all of the movie references. Speaking of movies, guess what I saw over the weekend? No idea. For the first time in a theater ever, The Godfather. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, which one? One. Really? Wow. It's the fifth. It's the fiftieth anniversary, which I only later realized. So they're releasing it in theaters around around the country because Paramount's got to make that money. You know. Yeah, I haven't seen it in the theater. I've never. I had never seen it in the theater. I always saw it on a TV, on a VCR or DVD or on cable or whatever it was. But uh, I can't say it was like earth shattering or revelatory or anything like that. But it was cool watching it in the theater, snacking on popcorn. Yeah. Oh yeah, it would be cool. Um, anytime that comes on, especially when they redo it and they they split up two and they put the whole thing in chronological order with the with the added with the extra scenes that were that's, like, the yeah, original that's like six and a half hours straight. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. and I'm, my I'm day there. is done I'm when there. I see that. Yeah. It's like all right, I'll be right here. I'm there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and I, I just I, I can never get enough of that. Honey, hold all my calls. So. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. So now I'm back on Godfather trivia and the making of it and all that. So I've I've read more books on the Godfather than about on any other subject, maybe perhaps. No kidding. Oh yeah, yeah. I pride myself in knowing just about everything there is to know about the Godfather. So, it's too bad you can't bet on that. It is too bad, and it's too bad I can't find. You like Jimmy the Greek of the Godfather? Well, no, because I'd win. You see. No, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh the poor Jimmy the Greek. He had uh I, I love how poor I, Jimmy the Greek. He had a great gig. He never got anything right and he still he, he had like a 10-year run. And and the documentary I was telling Rich, I I, I rewatched the 30 for 30 ESPN documentary on Jimmy the the life of Jimmy the Greek Snyder last night. And the the story as it goes, he's just basically a rogue, a rascal. He's a low gutter type guy who's, you know, uh, he has got one hustle after another, and then he yeah. gets arrested for interstate uh, betting and all that stuff, and he loses it all and all that stuff. And then, and then he was really the first. This is his claim to fame. He was the first, it, from a national standpoint, to put a line down on football games. So that was in like the fifties. So. He had a newspaper column, and he was slowly itching his way back to respectability. And then for some reason, CBS drops in and hands him a spot on their pregame show, which in the era in the 70s, three channels, that's all you had to watch. They had all the eyeballs on them. He was immediately catapulted into national fame. And it yeah. was like the luckiest thing that ever happened to a guy that did not deserve much luck whatsoever. <laughs> Right. And, you know, and uh, being paired with Brent Musburger, who, who you know, lives in Vegas and, and loves the, you know, the uh, the wagering life. Um, loves the action. Loves the yeah, action. Yeah, really uh, had to help him, too, uh, because, you know, Brent got him. 
Well, anyway. yeah, Brent, Brent Brent had the sign off on him, but Brent loved that side of football. I think the real oh, dark, yeah. the dark, the underbelly, and all that stuff. You know, they got into a fist fight, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the next week, they both had boxing gloves on. Right, right. In the show, exactly. right, exactly. Yeah, that was funny. I don't remember that. I, I from from my uh, from my youth. I don't remember that part because I do. Yes. Well, you're significantly older than I am, so you were religiously watching football coverage in the mid seventies. I was watching hockey. So, yes, I was. Yes, I was. And you know, it's all of this is really just filler until f football season starts. Well, you know, we we like to say that this is the downtime. This is the fallow period between the end of the football season in February and, you know, when camps open and preseason begins, you know, later in, in the summer. But I got to tell you, with uh, the sports betting now legal in New York State, thank you, Andrew Cuomo, for that and that only. Um, I have to say, my interest in sports, is I, I'm actually watching sports at night. I'm watching West Coast NBA and NHL games. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah me too. Yeah. You know, um, that reminds me, you know, I wonder if, you know, how great it would be if you could bet on the NFL draft, at least the first round. Well, I mean, yeah. we can bet on it. We can't bet on it on the app, but, you know, we we used to have a, a bet. Oh, on yeah. I mean, we have, our, we have our side bets, but on the app, it would be great to be able to have prop bets. You know, who's, you have basically your, your list to who are they going to take, you know, uh, trade or, or like, you know, this guy or that guy or this guy or that guy. That yeah, cool, yeah, uh, and, cool and for them to have that that may come. I, I mean, the NFL, I'm sure, wants to guard against the growing, the creeping uh, 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 takeover of the sport by gambling. Even though every other ad on an NFL game is for a sport a gambling app. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, you know how much money has been gambled on on football before it was legalized. I don't well, think there's any more money being bet on football now. It's just legal. No, no. I mean, there was money being bet, but I think the convenience, the speed through which you can place bets and get your money if you if you win and all that stuff. This last Super Bowl set a record because now that New York State is in the game, it was over seven billion dollars. Yeah, some some ridiculous seven billion dollars was bet in football. Yeah, on the Super Bowl alone. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Don't know why New York State didn't do it earlier. Could have had all that tax revenue. I know. Well, they got it now. So. They do. They do have it now. So, I mean, yes, gambling has been a help to all of the major sports because it keeps fans' interest up during that slow period. And I don't know when baseball is supposed to start. Like mid-April is opening day now, or um, yeah, I think it's something like April fourteenth or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean. I, I'm probably not going to bet daily baseball or anything. If there's a good pitcher matchup, then maybe. But I don't know anything about these teams. I don't know anything about gambling, like prop bets or SGPs or anything like that on baseball. So it'll be interesting. I'm sure some angles will come out. We can figure it out. That There will be time to figure it out because I don't want to, you know, put my dwindling uh, resources on baseball when i do not know how to bet baseball at right. all it like i said filler it's golf season we gotta get out and play some golf we and do then, well you already played i'm, I'm my clubs are still i, in the I have played center, once so. we're supposed to get snow in buffalo today by the way yeah i know we we're gonna get a wintry mix today but uh 
hasn't really arrived yet, which is fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need it. Well, it, it was it was funny. There was a, there's a weatherman in uh, Buff on one of the Buffalo stations who tweeted, uh, you know, out of nowhere. No one asked him anything, but he tweeted out of nowhere. You do realize that there has never been an April in Buffalo without snow, right? And he got <laughs> hammered, <laughs> hammered because people were thinking, "What are you jixing us for? What are you doing this for?" And he's like, "I'm just spitting the truth," you know. He may be telling the truth, but you know, it's not. Nobody a wants to hear that. Everybody wants to be no, optimists. No, no, he tweeted it like after a week where we had three straight days of sixty-five plus degree weather. Yeah, sunny, and it was beautiful. And yeah, it, was, it was last week, probably. Probably last week, yeah. And now it's just it's shitty today, and uh, yeah. it's going to be like that for a little while. So, well, well, all right. Well, this is a good work out of us on this. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, free agency has been really, in, in as far as I can remember, this has been the most exciting NFL free agency period of all time. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So many big stars changing sides. So many big contracts. The Bills have Von Miller. They're going to win the Super Bowl. It's it's <laughs> just so it's so exciting. And then we're going to get to the draft. So the NFL's plan to take over all twelve months of the calendar year is, is coming to pass. Truly. Oh, you know what we have coming up though, the USFL. <laughs> We do have some football coming. Hey, I, I'm a USFL slappy. Back in the mid-80s, I used to watch every game I could. Oh, Love sure, it. sure. Okay, so name me one team in the in the new USFL. They're all the old teams. You've got the Houston Gamblers, the Denver Gold. you got the New York, uh, New Jersey uh, the Generals. The New York, New Jersey Generals. You've got, uh, well, the, the Birmingham, Birmingham Stallions. Birmingham Stallions. You've got the um, the Oakland Invaders. Uh, who else we got? Uh, the Bur you know, the Birmingham Jacksonville Bulls. They're all the old teams. All the old teams and oh, all the old Lord. same uniforms. Okay, so so very good. You answered that question. Now name me one player in the new USFL. I have no idea. <laughs> but I'll find out. I think they have an NFL guy under under contract, if I'm not mistaken. They already have some guy who either Herschel Walker. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, ha I'll have to look it up. They they got at least one guy, and they don't have Kaepernick. So, no, that's true. You know, maybe they can. You can. You can. They, it can become something like a developmental league for guys, um, kind of like NFL Europe was, only here. And you know, if if you NFL Europe was supposed to be developmental, obviously Kurt Warner is the most famous graduate. Can you name another guy that came out of NFL Europe that started? For an NFL team? Um, no, I cannot. So I, I don't, I don't know that NFL needs a developmental league as long as they've got the NCAA. As long as they got college teams. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you, it, it, who knows? There's an awful lot of guys on the bottom of of depth charts that come in and out of the league. And, you know, they just want to keep playing. Sure, sure. They'll hang on, you know, for anything. Uh, you know, if they don't want to go play in the Canadian Football League and they don't want to play overseas, this USFL is the next best thing. But I don't know what kind of payroll to go. Oh, that's what I was thinking about. Todd Haley is coaching. 
in the USFL. Right. I think they've got some legit coaches in the USFL. Sorry, Jeff Fisher for the Michigan Panthers and um, Todd Haley for the Tampa Bay Bandits. Hmm. I'm sure that there's somebody else. Like I think Lou, is it like Lou, for some Lou, reason Lou Holtz's son is coaching the Birmingham Stallions. I feel Skip, like Brad Skip Childress Holtz. is involved somewhere as a head coach somewhere. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm wrong. No, you know he's got such a stellar um, yeah I know resume going on there. Yeah, you realize that? And I'm, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> You know well, where I'm you going. Know, you know, the good part is that both of us can look on the future, the, the immediate near-term future for our respective teams and smile because the future does look good. For I would say us. we would have to be the favorites to win the NFC North. Uh, and when I say we, uh, I mean Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you did, you did get Devontae Adams out of the division, but you got still got to deal Devontae with Devontae Adams with and we Rogers. took Zadarius Smith from the Packers. You did. To- you did. But sneakily, quietly going up there, the Bears are putting together a little bit of a roster. What have they done? They added uh, they added a wide receiver. They totally revamped their defense because they let Mac go and all right. that. They they had a couple good. And they're going to lose um, their defensive tackle. I'm just saying sneakily. They, or, uh, they, they didn't make it. They didn't make it. Losing huge. Hicks and they're losing half. They're, they're two best players <laughs> on the defensive line. Well, one could say they're two best. Also, they're two most expensive, and this gives them room, you know, room to maneuver there. Great, they can be in mediocrity. You know, oh, that's the right. The receiver they they signed on to replace Allen Robinson is Equimanius uh, St. Brown. So they did. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize he was a free agent too. Wow, Rogers really has nobody. He's get, he still has what Mar- Marquise uh, Valdez Scatling. Great, good for him. Uh. And whatever other couple scrubs that had to fill in when Adams or MVS was, was hey, out. you know what? Uh, he still has uh, who's well, his tight end? Who's Randall tight Cobb. End? He really wanted Randall Cobb. He still has him. That's right. He's got Randall Cobb. He's yep. going to try and convince Donald Driver to come out of retirement. It's going to be sure. you know, a whole. You know, it's going to be a whole big. Uh, he doesn't. Big Greg Jennings out. doesn't like him anymore, so he's not coming back. No, he's not coming back. Quick, quick point, if I can make it before Go before it. we end. So, you know, everyone's, of course, giving their grades on free agency, how each team did, how, you know, how each team improved and all that stuff like that. And, of course, you know, all the AFC West teams are getting high grades because they made splashy uh, signings and they went for the gusto and they got quarterbacks and this, that, and the other. I have to say, other than the Bills, who I think did the best in free agency, I think the Bengals. I agree did the most to shore up and address their one glaring weakness, which was that offensive line. Leo Collins was a great signing. Karras from the Patriots was a great sign. They got three. They got three and they got offensive offensive guard from the, uh, the bucks. Right. Right. So that was their weakness. They shorted it up big time. They addressed addressed it. Joe Burrow has some protection. Yeah. And they did it knowing that they're going to have to open up, you know, they're going to have to back up the Binks truck for Burrow in a year or so. So they may have to give him ownership shares. Depending on how they do this year, they, 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 they probably will make him part, part owner. Yeah. They'll, they'll put him on the Bobby Bonilla contract. Well, they'll be paying him, you know, a million a year for the next 40 years. Right. Right. Oh, hey, we're coming up on Bobby Bonilla day. I think within the next month or so. Right. Oh, I thought it was in July. Oh, is it in July? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I always, I know a few Mets fans, and I always like to uh, wish them happy Bobby Bonilla Day. And I get various expletives back. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I mean, you think they would be over it by now, but it's just, and it's only a million a year, really. It, you know, it's pit. Right. You know, Stephen A. Cohen. See, the funny thing is, is that Stephen A. Cohen wants to just write him a check and be done with it because it just is embarrassing for the franchise every year. Right. But they won't let him do it. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh, and did you know this? Not only does Bobby Bonilla have a Bobby Bonilla contract payout every year from the Mets, he's got one from the Orioles, too. I didn't know that. Yes, so he's got two almost lifetime payout things. The Mets one is is the big one. That's the Who big money. Who's his agent? The big money. Uh, uh, a magician. I think it was David Copperfield. Yeah. That's the only contract... Of its kind ever, and he's got baseball. two. He's got two of them. He's got two of them. He's got two of them. That's excellent. Yeah, his 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 agent should be in the Hall of Fame before Benia would even be absolutely for the Hall of Fame, because that man worked magic. Absolutely. All right, my friend. All right, good talking good to show. you, man. Good talking to you. Good talking with you. We'll have to have you on again. Definitely, definitely. We got a lot of big. Uh, sports events coming up, a lot to talk about, and from a betting perspective. Yep, you got WNBA it. finals, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna we're gonna bet on what month Brittany Griner is going to be released from the Russian prison that she is currently being held in. That's that's a prop bet. We're gonna get that on on uh, DraftKings. Yeah, July. I'm I'm putting the line at July. Oh. That's uh I hope for her sake, uh we you know the under comes in. Yes, yes, we all we all all hope for that. But I think that's the point by which Putin's invasion of Ukraine will have bogged down to the point where he's going to be rolling back. Hopefully. One yeah. can hope. Yes. All right, dude. All right, man. Take it easy. My best to right. the family. Thank you very much. I will talk to you later. Okay, talk to you later. 